What up? I got nice skin here with me. This ain't a diss song. But, um, yeah, uh-huh, you know what it is. I'm a cheesehead, y'all cheese whiz. Pittsburgh Steelers, that's nothing. That Super Bowl ring, that's nothing. Yeah, pull up in your town when you see me, you know everything. Green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow. Yeah. I put it down, representing for my team. I'm in green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow. Uh -huh. Money green, yellow broad, Aaron Rodgers, MVP award. This is Green Bay, we go hard. This is Pack of Country, where your green card. Yes, sir, you know the vibes. You know the vibes, bro. You know how I'm coming today. You know what time it is. You know what time it is, bro. Yo, Sunday is going down, man. Last game of the weekend. Go, Pack. Go. You already know the vibes. Pack it out, bro. Big G's everywhere. Big green and yellow, man. I've been waiting for this, bro. We ain't been in the playoffs in two years, bro. I've been waiting for this, man. I'm hype. I'm hype. I feel like this week has been so long. Like, I feel like I'm playing. Bro, I've had dreams about the game. And then NFL Network, you know what I mean? They've they been having the 2014 NFC title game on a loop. That's fine. That's fine. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. See y'all Sunday, bro. See y'all Sunday. But, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 82 of Electrified. I am your host, Eric Lyons. Happy Friday, people. Haven't heard from me this week. Haven't heard from me this week. I um decided to just... Wait. Wait, have, have you? No, you have not. You have not. I was about to say, I ain't, I ain't coming here. I wasn't here on Monday. Wasn't here on Monday, so okay, yeah, okay. So happy Friday, everybody! First time chatting with you guys this weekend. This week we have a lot to get through. We have a lot to get through. We have a lot to get through. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Not even going. You feel me? Let's let's get right to it. Um, I want to start off before we get into uh wild card weekend and everything and games. I want to start off basically kind of a a continuation. Of the conversation we started last time, I talked to you guys about the uh, the Rooney Rule and everything. But now, uh, vacancies have been filled, and <laughs> it's time to revisit this. So let's 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 look at this a bit closer, just a little bit more in depth than we did than I did the first time. So the Cowboys they went on to hire Mike McCarthy. That wasn't even that wasn't a bad hire, by the way. Um, good luck to Mike. And everything and, and the Cowboys. Uh you know, I feel like he landed with the best job. This this team has the best the best uh roster out of the other teams that have vacancies in my opinion. I believe they have the most talent and I'm interested to see what Mike McCarthy can do with them. You look at Mike McCarthy's track record, okay, you got the Super Bowl and Rodgers has success under him, but other than that what what has he accomplished with a generation a generational talent in Aaron Rodgers? Uh, you know they people tried to give him. I think Jerry Jones tried to say that he built in a way like he built those Packers teams when he really didn't. It was Ted Thompson, and even with Ted Thompson's good work, those two still managed to just squander every free agency every year. And hey, I'm not here to criticize. I'm not here. 
Just talking about the man getting the job. Congratulations to Mike McCarthy. Good luck to him. Uh, of course, we know Ron Rivera. He is now the Redskins head coach. I don't know if this was true or not, but like, I believe like the day after he was hired, Ron got the ping pong table. It was a ping pong table and I think an air hockey table out of the locker room or something like that. He said, "Nah, we ain't, ain't none of that. We ain't playing no games around here. No cap. I'm playing no games around here." Um, the Panthers went on and hired. Baylor coach Matt Rule. That is where Matt Rule came from, right? Baylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hired him. That wasn't, you know, it's a college coach. Pretty good track record. Now, <laughs> let me read you guys something. He doesn't want to see where you guys, your head is at. So we got two candidates, right? So I say you're a GM. You you look at two resumes before the interview. Two two uh two candidates for a job for the coaching job of your team. Alright. Candidate A nine year NFL career running back. Coached the Colorado running he was a Colorado running back coach, UCLA running back coach and recruiter uh recruiting coordinator. He would go on to become the Vikings running back coach and as his time as a running back coach in Minnesota, AP led the league in rushing back-to-back years, including the league best. Uh, he led the NFC back-to-back years, including, you know, the league rushing title and almost breaking that record in the second year. Uh, he would then become the Vikings' assistant head coach, uh, went back to Colorado to become the offensive coordinator there, Chiefs running back coach in thir- 2013, and then was promoted to the offensive coordinator in 2018, which would lead to the Chiefs' most successful Year at offense, most high-powered offense, scoring most points, and then, of course, Pat Mahomes' MVP year. So that was the Chiefs of last year. He was the offensive coordinator. Candidate B, linebackers coach at Birmingham Southern, special teams assistant for Alabama, special teams assistant for the Patriots, promoted to special teams coordinator because Scott O'Brien retired. Filled in as the wide receiver coach because Chad O'Shea went to South Beach. And he was going to leave with Josh McDaniel when he was on his way to uh, Indianapolis, but he reneged. So if you're a GM, which resume impresses you more and who do you hire? Candidate A or Candidate B? A lot of you are probably saying Candidate A right now. The majority of us would, but in real life, in actual in actuality, Joe Judge is candidate B. In Eric, uh, hold on, let me make sure I pronounce this man's name. Um, Bienemy, right? Eric Bienemy is candidate A. Didn't even get an interview. Didn't get a phone call. Didn't get a phone call. This is where we are. In 2020 This is where we are They tried All week I tried not to watch um, A lot of You know NFL Network And Sports Talk this week Because I knew I was coming here Friday I didn't want Anything to sway me To make I wanted my opinions To be as raw as possible But everybody You know Listening to guys like Steve Weish Everybody was Pretty much on the same wave Like they really tried to spin this 
to make it make sense. Like guys were like uh, some writers were writing like think pieces on why this makes sense. Uh, he comes from Belichick, you know Belichick's relationship with the Giants, bro. That was over twenty years ago. Are you serious? Like, are you are you really serious right now? You guys act like. And then they, of course, they brought up Harbaugh, but you got Harbaugh was under Andy Reid, and he was a special teams coordinator for a reason, not because somebody retired. Like he had that position on his own. I don't understand. Now, now look, this is no knock to Joe Judge. He might be a great person. He could end up being a good coach in New York. But you look at the New York Giants organization as a whole. You guys. Uh, you know, it's in New York. It, it doesn't get any bigger than that, if you, unless you're talking about Texas. But it's NY, so you guys go out and hire an unknown, unproven candidate as a head coach when you got somebody like Eric B, who is the offensive guru that a lot of these guys are looking for. He can't even get a phone call. Can't even get a phone call. And, and 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 we know why, bro. It, it, it's 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 obvious. And I think the idea of the Rooney Rule is a joke at this point. I think that okay, cool. You got to interview somebody of color. Don't mean you got to hire. Don't mean you got to really take it serious. You just got to bring them in the door, right? Give them a call. But think about who was giving these interviews and who was making these calls. They're not people of color. They're not. They're, they're white. All white men. Change starts at the top, within it, from within. Until the NFL gets more colorful at the top, those mid-level jobs of of, of power, coaching, D coordinator, they won't be filled by black men or men of color, or women of color. Excuse me. It won't happen. It won't happen. It's sad, but it's true. It really is. You look at, you know, and they continue to, oh, it's obvious they continue to move the goalposts for these unknown, unproven, unheard of coaches, white head coaches. They move the goalposts for them. Oh, you guys don't know. You know, he's a good player's coach. He's He's got good relationships, blah, blah, blah. He's been here. He, he's talked to this guy. He knows him. He came from, really? Really Really So it's a who you know not what you know In most cases But you would think At the coaching at the highest level of football It would be more what you know Not who you know Think about where he is Like think about what he did Okay you got two years As a special teams assistant for Alabama Does that mean you were Really Bumping shoulders, bumping elbows with uh, Nick Saban. I, probably not. Were you really, you know, getting in your Belichick bag like that? Probably not. So I don't really want to hear that. Who he was under? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You look at Jim Swartz. Jim Swartz can get a call. He can get a call from uh Cleveland, but J- but Jim Caldwell can't. Jim Caldwell, who who has done amazing things, better overall record than Jim Swartz. Jim Swartz is a loser, bro. I'm sorry. As a head coach, coordinator, I'm not taking nothing away from him. He did, he did, he's doing well, did well with the Eagles. 
But as a head coach, come on, dog. Come on, dog. Jim Caldwell had a better head coaching career than that. Come on. Come on, dog. See, and, and, and what it really is, what you really want to, if you want to really get down to it, I hate to have to do this, but it's the truth. You know, the black guys, black men can put their, they, they can put their bodies and, and everything on the line, but having a role in leadership, I guess that's just too much. I guess that's just too much. You, you they, they say 85% of the league is color, but. They don't want to see the black men, the, the men of color, take over these positions of power because they know change will come, and they don't want that. They don't want that. They want to keep it like it is. Keep keep the 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 the, the people of color as low tier as possible, and keep everything up top up top as white as possible. It's the truth. It's the truth, man. Black athletes walked in the trap, took over the trap, and they're scared that. It, the guys will follow in the steps of Mike Tomlin's, Tony Dungy's, Lovey Smith's, Jim Caldwell's, guys like that. They're, they're scared that more of those will come about because at some point they won't be able to stop it anymore. It, it, it just won't be able to be stopped. But as of right now, in the year 2020, we're still talking about this. It's, it, it, it's, it's you know, they're doing as much as they can. To keep it out And when you look at this situation This Joe Judge situation It just makes it so blatant I had never heard of Joe Judge Before Monday I swear I swear I haven't I didn't need to know him I had no reason to know him The Patriots are eliminated I didn't need to know who the Patriots wide receiver Fill in a wide substitute wide receiver coach was Especially after the performance They've had this season when I got the Bleacher Report Monday morning or Tuesday morning, whenever I woke up that morning, I said, who the hell is Joe Judge? Literally, first words out of my mouth when I woke up. Eyes crusty and everything. Who the hell is Joe Judge? And still on Friday morning, on Friday, yeah, I've, I've done my research, but it's still, as a head coach, who the hell is Joe Judge? It's blatant, bro. It's blatant. It's blatant, but that's all I had to. That's all I wanted to talk about as far as that goes. <sighs> you see it, people. I, I I'm not here. To, I'm not here to be, you know, play the the race card. I'm not here to tear down white people. I'm not here to do anything. I'm just here to speak facts and tell it like it is. Not even giving. It, I don't need to get upset about it because I'm used to it now. It's not even, you know, it's just what it is. It's the world we live in in 2020. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. All right, let's get into some football. Let's 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 get into some football, man, because Wild Card Weekend was indeed wild. You see what I did there? You see what I did there? We had OT in, what, one, two games? Two games with overtime? Hold on, let me think. Yeah, we had two overtime games. Craziness, man. Craziness. Pure madness. Uh, let's start off with the upset of the weekend, man. The Saints and the Vikings, bro. I had no... Look. All right. Was I surprised? Yes. Was I surprised? Yes. But I know for a fact. I don't know if I said this here. I may have mentioned it. But I know in, like, the group messages 
and 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 speaking with people throughout the week last week, I said, man, Kirk Cousins was pretty pissed on Christmas Day because of the loss of the Packers. I said, man, Kirk ain't Kirk ain't happy, bro. Kirk might walk into the dome and really do that, and then he did. Cousin Kirk, no, you did not. Wow, bro, I was I was genuine watching that game. I was genuinely shocked, genuinely shocked because Kirk played big boy football. He played big boy football, man. He made a big 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 boy throw in overtime. Now, I'm not talking about the game winner. I'm talking about the throw to field, and that was a, it. Took a lot of nuts to throw that one, bro. Took a lot of nuts to do that. Uh, biggest upset in the Superdome. Since Brock Lesnar ended the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania 30, for sure. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And like I said, man, last week, I said this on Friday. I said, as far as the playoff goes, who's going to be successful, it's going to come down to who can run the ball. Who can run the ball? And it's, it was clear to see who could run the ball in that game. Uh, Dalvin Cook had 28 touches. What's that? 94 yards, two touchdowns. Meanwhile, the leading rusher for the New Orleans Saints was backup quarterback, Mr. Taysom Hill. He had four carries for 50 yards, not to mention his touchdown pass of 50 yards. Let me tell you something. It ain't no reason on a team with Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Jerry Cook, ain't no way. Taysom Hill should be on the sideline with an oxygen mask, bro. Come on, bro. What y'all doing down there? What are y'all doing down there? They didn't even try to force feed Kamara. They didn't, they didn't really try to force feed him. And when they did, it was on third and six. And I, I know, I, I swear I saw a couple tosses. They both kept doing that. Why are y'all tossing so much? They say Madden. Uh, You know. They went away from Kamara, and then you just you look, bro. It's just like what an underwhelming finish to this uh, historic season for Michael Thomas, man. Only seven catches for seventy yards, no touchdowns. They they had him in check, definitely had him in check. And now this is the sixth playoff loss by one possession for the Saints, bro. I don't. I thought Green Bay had it bad with the close, you know, with them those those years losing the the, the Arizona and then losing to uh, Seattle and then. I mean, yeah, losing to Seattle, then Arizona. I thought we had it bad. But, bro, I really had to. Somebody did a compilation on Twitter. I didn't know it was that bad. You look at last year, the Saints losing to the 49ers that one year. This year, what else? It was a couple of them on there that I was just like, God damn. Oh, losing. Yo, bro, they lost some tough playoff games. As a Saints fan, I don't know how, I, I don't know how y'all do it. God bless. God bless. I know I've been through some heartbreaks myself. And I haven't. I'm still not over some. But I don't know how y'all do that year in and year out. Good God. Uh, then you look, you know, on the flip side, back to Dalvin Cook, man. And, and this this uh, Vikings offense. Uh, Cousin Kirk, man, 19 to 31, 292 yards, one touchdown. He took care of the football, man. No picks. No picks. That was key. That was key. Uh, Adam Thielen, he went off seven receptions for 129 yards. Kevin Rudolph, four receptions, 31 yards, and the game-winning touchdown. Uh, this offense was very balanced. 
All my questions about Dalvin Cook's health were answered. Uh, that was great to see as far as that game goes. Uh, Kirk came up big. And um, the only thing I, I didn't like about, but I, I was glad to see the video um, of of Diggs, of showing Kirk, even if he can't get to him, whatever, to play his game. I, I, I just think Diggs just got to check his emotions, bro. I understand you won the ball. I understand you made the big play. The Minneapolis miracle. I know you made that happen, boss. But, bro, all that's out the window in playoff time. The stats don't mean nothing. It's, it's how we going to win this game. You feel me? So, that's all I would say as far as that goes. But, um, bro, Drew, I, I don't know what to tell y'all, man. I don't know what to tell y'all, bro. This this is the second year in a row. I, I, I can't blame anybody here. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna blame any referees. I'm I'm not I'm not. I'm looking at Drew Brees, bro. I'm looking at Drew Brees. He he threw a pick and he fumbled the ball. It happened. Granted they got the overtime, but it didn't work out for them. Now oh God. It's a damn shame we gotta go through this again. Talking about overtime. Let's let's talk before we get finished before I finish wrapping up the rest of the games. Let's let's get into this overtime thing, man, because I saw a lot of people upset. Just upset. Even even analysts. Deion Sanders pissed me off on game on game day prime. Um on NFL Network after the game was over. He was upset because he didn't see Drew Brees get a chance to get back on the field. Bro. Y'all got to stop feeling bad for y'all faves all the time, bro. It, it ain't going to go that way all the time. I know it hasn't went my quarterback's way all the time. Y'all don't see me crying for him. All I, 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 and, and seriously, though. Seriously. All, like, all, like all, all jokes aside, like, when you look at, when you go back and look at, like, the Seahawks game, you go look at the Cardinals game, you go look at, um, you know, games – that Rodgers and the Packers have lost. I never, I, I've never ever blamed the refs. I've never looked at OT rules. I would say, look at the defense or what could they have done better in regulation where they, this wouldn't even happen. You got to look at yourselves, and you look at the Saints and what they did in overtime this year. Their defense gave up a big play. I don't understand what you guys want, bro. What, what, what? What what like what honestly? Can't can't change it the college rules. The game is it's different ball game in, in pros. It's too long. And it's like, bro, if you can't get a stop, if you if your team can't if your team doesn't get the ball first, you gotta go out there and hold this hold this other team to three points. That's it and that's all. That's it and that's all. Like, it's not sudden death, but if you do give up a touchdown, the game is over. That's it. So go out there and play defense. Nobody would be saying this if the Vikings lost like this. I swear nobody would say, oh, man, I wish we would have got to see Kirk Cousins get back on the field one more time. Nobody except Vikings fans would be saying that. But since it's Drew Brees, somebody that we all hold in a high regard, somebody that people say is the GOAT, Somebody with one ring and one and people wanted to see him get one more. Maybe this might be it for him. Bro, no. No. 
Nobody would be saying that if it was Kirk Cousins. Nobody would care about the OT rules. The OT rules wouldn't even be talked about this week. But because it's Drew Brees and the Saints, of course, these Saints fans feel like they were robbed again because there may or may not have been a push-off. First of all, got Rudolph is big boy. Oh, I keep... Yo! <laughs> I'm gonna call this man Kevin Rudolph. That man's name is Kyle Rudolph, bro. Where is Kevin Rudolph? <laughs> this is the second time I've done something like this. Oh my gosh, bro. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait for y'all to hear that, bro. Wow. Kevin Rudolph, bro. Wow. Bro, Kevin Rudolph did have some bangers, though. What the hell happened to Kevin Rudolph? Dog, Kevin Rudolph was just performing at the uh, NBA All-Star Halftime Show 10, year, 10 years ago, bro. He was he had the WrestleMania theme song. He was young money, cash money, heroes. Now he is just gone. Bro, he had Let It Rock. I made it. I made it. I used to dream about the life I'm living now. Uh, 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 uh. You. Yeah, bro. Not Kevin Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. That's who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, man. <clears throat> Kyle Rudolph. That's a big boy. You know, it was going to be physical. Look, it's overtime. It's playoffs. Y'all y'all been getting physical all game. The refs going to let y'all play. Simple as that. If you really didn't want him to score, you should have just tagged with him. Just made him not catch the ball and then just go play some more downs. Honestly. Because I don't know, man. I'm not. If I'm a referee, I'm not throwing that flag. Not right there. Game over. Game over. Yeah, man, I, 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 I'm tired of hearing about it, bro. It is what it is. It is what it is. I've, I've seen my team lose in overtime before, before the new rules. So, yeah, I, it is what it is. So the Vikings moved on, and they will play the 49ers tomorrow. Yes, it's the need. We'll get, we'll get to that as well. Um, next, let's see what's next. Uh, what game did I have to talk about next? I think we're gonna stay in the NFC. And talk about this Eagles and uh, Seahawks game. Look, man, I said this. I said this Friday. The Eagles limped into the playoffs, and they limped out of the playoffs. They just weren't healthy enough. Healthy enough. A team like this, you know, in the playoffs, man, you got to be healthy. You have to be healthy. You cannot have major injuries or you know minor, bro. You want to be as healthy as possible. And this Eagles team was not that by any means. And that was evident uh, this entire season. That's why I give them credit for making it here. They weren't supposed to be here. Carson Wentz willed this team these last three weeks. And they found themselves NFC East champions with a home game in the playoffs. And I really do feel for, for Wentz, man. I know I get on Wentz a lot. I get on Wentz a lot. I do. I give him a lot of flack. I was really looking forward to seeing him play this game, man, and possibly win. They only lost by eight. Wait, hold on. No, they they lost by 12, but we're going to talk about that as well. Um, 19-7, bro, they they would have been in this ballgame even even more 
had once been it because their defense was not playing bad at all. Um, had it been like a knee, a shoulder, an elbow, a wrist, and he didn't get back in the game, all right, let's criticize Wentz. Let's let's you you in Eagles fans, you guys want to crucify him, crucify him. You don't think he was really hurt, whatever. You want you wanted him to get back in, whatever. But this is a concussion, man, and the hit was nasty. The hit was nasty. It was bad. This is his brain. This isn't this isn't anything that it's really out of his control. You can't wrap that up. You can't you can't go pop something for that. You really can't you 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 can't go um put ice on that, bro. It's his brain. If he if he was legitimately concussed, which it looked like he was, he ain't playing no more football that day. That day, it's a it's a wrap. That's that. It's, it's unfortunate, and and I'm not. I'm not about to say that's he's injury prone because that was a freak tackle and dirty. If you want to, it didn't. It wasn't legal to me. They didn't throw the flag, but I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was necessary, and it wasn't. Once again, bro, it wasn't like something that he could have really played through. So yeah, man, I feel bad for Carson Wentz. I wanted him to see, you know, I wanted to see him. But credit to Uncle Josh, man, for trying to make plays, bro. In his first playoff start at, what, 40? 40-something? 40 bro, Uncle Josh, bro. Um, Let me say something. Doug Peterson is an idiot, man. He's an idiot. He is. He He did some idiotic things in that football game. Bro, they are in field goal range two times. And instead of... Kicking the field goal, six points out there, bro. Six points. Six points. Six points. Um, Hold on, bro. What was the final score of that game? Because I was like, like they could have, they would have been down by a certain amount of points had they kicked the field goals. Hold on, give me one minute. Um, let's see. What was the final score? Yeah, they lost seventeen to nine, not nineteen to seven. So they did lose by eight. So fourth quarter, they they get in field goal range two times. So you have your backup quarterback, and you're going forward with your backup quarterback, putting pressure on your backup quarterback to do things that he had no intentions on doing today. Putting more pressure on him and your defense to make up for what you don't do. So instead of kicking a field goal, kicking another field goal, that's six points. That's six points. Being down by two and fighting for one more possession and being down by eight and fighting one more possession is a big difference. Because, okay, let's say you do get the ball back. Let's say they did get the ball back down by eight. That means they got to go down there, score six, and get a two-point conversion. So you're playing for overtime. Your backup quarterback in your offense is tired. They're not trying. That's not happening. Now, you kick two field goals like a like a smart man. Your defense is playing well. They have three timeouts. All you got to do is get three stops, get off the field, and kick a field goal, and you win the game. I honestly believe if they kick those two field goals, get the game within two, and get the stop, the Eagles will be playing, playing in Green Bay this weekend. I do believe that, bro. I do believe that. Um, Let's see. Uh, 
one thing, I, a couple things I learned about the Seahawks, bro. Something that I already knew, but it was evident in this game. Their O line is very sus. Gave up a lot of sacks. And Russ cannot do it all, bro. 18 for 30, 325 yards, a touchdown, nine rushes, um, 45 yards. You look at this backfield with Lynch and Homer, bro. They combined 16 yards on 19 carries for one touchdown from the goal line. Um, DK Metcalf, he had a game against a, a depleted Eagle secondary, though. Um, and nine times out of ten, Lynch is a decoy. He's not getting the ball. He's not getting the ball unless they're five yards out. It's just the truth, bro. They, they when he's in there, everybody thinks he's getting the ball, and that just sets, sets up play action. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not impressed with the Seahawks team. Russell is Russell, though. I'm not taking anything away from him, but. 16 yards on the ground. I mean, 19 yards on the ground will not get you to the Super Bowl. That's how I feel. I feel, like I said, man. I will keep saying this until Miami comes, bro. Who can run the ball the best? Um. So let's move on to the AFC side, man. The the, the Texans and the Bills, bro. Texans and the Bills. It was a showdown, man. It was a showdown, man. Deshaun Watson is just a different breed, bro. He's willing to put his team on his back and put it all on the line. But I could say the same thing for Josh Allen. He's a gamer as well, man. He's the real deal. And I I, I truly believe that um you know they, they, they he just has to control himself more and, and be confident, not control, I'm sorry. Be confident in himself. You know, believe that he can make certain throws and make certain plays because he can. And he made some wild throws, bro. I think that penalty messed him up. Uh that, that uh blindside block was was trash. But I do believe that this receiving core is young. And it, that was they showed that, but like I said, bro, you think about how this offseason started off, bro. AB in principle, I believe, was supposed to be a bill. Could you imagine if AB had was on this team? They would have probably won in the East, man. They would probably won the East. I'm, I really think AB would have been fine in Buffalo, bro. I don't know what, bro. He would have been fine in Buffalo. He would probably be playing right now. None of this, I bet none of this would have happened in Buffalo. I'm so serious. So serious. Um, let's see. I don't know what the Bills changed up at half or what the Texans changed up at half, but D Hop was on house arrest in the first half. He had no catches. And then the second half, he exploded. I have no idea what happened. Um, I, I enjoyed the, the, um, the, the QB pass Josh Allen That was cool I enjoyed him trying to flick the ball That was nuts um, And the, the the scariest thing about this Texans team You know they just won without Will Fuller That was big uh, Watson won 20, 20 for 25 247 yards A touchdown 14 carries 55 yards and a touchdown uh, Carlos Hyde led them in rushing With 16 carries 48 yards D Hop said uh D Hop said D Hop had six receptions for ninety yards and on the flip side, uh Josh Allen surprisingly threw the ball forty six times, uh two hundred six two hundred sixty four yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And he was another problem, bro. He led he was the leading rusher. He was the leading rusher. Uh the last time I saw a quarterback that's not necessarily a, like a true running quarterback. I mean Josh Allen, he gets loose. But that's not really 
his thing, honestly. But Josh Allen get loose, so I can call him a mobile quarterback because he was dragging. Um, last time we, I saw that was with uh, Blake Bortles when he led the Jags in rushing. And you think with Singletary in the backfield, 76 yards, six touches. You but Well, actually, I lied. Singletary had six receptions for 76 yards, not even uh, on the ground. So the running game was through Josh Allen. He had nine carries for 92 yards. So, like I said, man, who was going to run the ball the most? Um, then the last game of Wild Card Week and the one that did not surprise me at all was the Titans and the, Tech, uh, the Patriots. I called that game, man. We all knew. I, I feel like everybody knew except for um, people that live in New England. I feel like we all knew except for them. And I think even a small part of them knew. Um, you know, it was just like, I don't want to hear an excuses for Tom Brady. Come on. You guys know he hasn't been playing well all year. There's no excuses to be made. He got beat. He got beat. And he didn't do. He didn't throw well. He didn't. He didn't perform well. He didn't. 20 for 37, 209 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Um, James White led the, seed, led the team in receptions and yards. Um, a lot of dinking ducks. And then a pick six to close the game. Like this, this Pat's offense. Was what it was all year, but just magnified in this playoff game. Um, the big, the Titans did exactly what they had to do, which was feed Henry. And it looked like he was getting a first down on every run. And Tannehill, he didn't have to do much, even though, um, you know, with A.J. Brown getting locked up like he did. Um, and the Patriots defense wasn't as good as we all thought, man. Like I said, bro, they did not finish the second half the way they started. Um... It was fun to see Vrabel do the Jedi mind trick on Belichick and seeing him get pissed off to that. And I don't know what's next for um I don't know what's next for Jim um Tom Brady. But um back to Derrick Henry, man, thirty four carries, hundred eighty two yards, one touchdown, five point four yards per carry. That was crazy. That was crazy to watch. That was a it was a it was a hell of a display. Hell of a display. But uh, back to Brady, man, as far as Brady goes, and Breeze actually. Was this the end of an era, man? These two teams, two guys got eliminated in Wild Card Weekend. That's that's, that's crazy to say. Um, you look at the Saints. You look at Drew Brees, about to be a free agent this offseason. The Saints are in a position where if they choose to move on, they could. You know, you have Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater, who's, who's also going to be a free agent, but you could keep him. You got two solid Guys that could take over if you really want to. Teddy Bridgewater did did, did well while Breeze was out. Who knows, man? I, I believe that they are in a better position for a takeover. You look at the Patriots. They traded away their future. Jimmy G is two games away from the Super Bowl, and the Patriots are home. They have no future right now. Now, you, now I, you go look at somebody like Andy Dalton. You could go get him. I think he would fare well in the Belichick system. If you guys, if if Brady's time is truly over there, that's that's it. But it's then it's just like, bro, where where could Brady go? Where could either of these guys go? You know, but Brady more so. Like, I can't see him playing in another uniform. Said the same thing about Peyton, and I'm sure they said the same thing about Joe Montana, Emma Smith. You know these these greats who were on one team and finish their career somewhere else but um you know this offseason will be very very interesting for both teams man this is, this is crazy to think about those two of all-time greats their future is in doubt 
after a wild card playoff loss at home. At home. Um, let's see where we at next, man. We're we're not we're we're, we're we still got things to, go, to talk about. We're not done yet. We are not done yet. Let's get into um divisional weekend. We're gonna I'm um, gonna talk briefly about uh, Clarissa Shields' fight tonight. And um, hey man, y'all know I really I I, I thought that the national championship with this was this past Monday. I didn't. I don't know why I thought that, but it's this Monday. That's funny, and nobody said a damn thing to me. That's cool. I see how y'all rocking, man. I see how y'all rocking. Um, let's see where should we start, man? With these games this weekend. Uh, let's start on the AFC side. I start on the AFC side. I want to talk about first. I want to talk about the uh, the Texans and the Chiefs game. Now these two played each other already. They played each other already. And the Texans won. It was a good game too. Uh, in in Arrowhead, they've already beaten them in, in Arrowhead. They came back. They were down fourteen in the first quarter. Um, they scored twenty points unanswered in the second. Uh, Will Fuller is still questionable, but if he if they get him back, that's big. And you know, I said, I'm I'm looking here. I'm like, you know, the Texans they can't start off slow, but then again, they started off very slow against the Bills. And they started off slow against the Chiefs. So, uh, like, are they just a second-half team? Like, but do you really want to play like that against Bazooka Man, Pat Mahomes? Like, do you really want to play that game with them? Like, you would want to start off hot. Um, so, I believe that they, they want to – They I would, I would believe they want to start off, slow, um, you know, fast. Um, so, yeah, Watson, he has to be ready to go blow for blow with Pat, man. Him and Pat Pat, they're going to go blow for blow. Chiefs defense has been playing well, and they're going to have to play even better this game than they did in the first game. I say that because Watson went 30 for 42, 282 yards, one touchdown. He threw two picks, but he had 10 carries for 42 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. And Carlos Hyde had a day as well, touching the ball uh, 20-plus times with 116 yards and a touchdown. Um on the flip side of that, Pat Pat he had he went nine fifteen for thirty five, two hundred seventy three yards, three touchdowns, and th- one pick. Um, one one thing that was once again, bro, can you run? I'm yo, this is big. I'm telling you guys, this is a passing league. It has been, but running the ball in January is key to making it to February. That's just the honest to God truth. When they played each other, Shady and uh Damian Williams combined for nine carries and fifty yards. That's not gonna cut it on Sun um on Sunday. That's not gonna cut it. That's not gonna cut it. They're gonna have to run the football. JJ Watts back it, it, it's gonna be a good game. I'm taking the Texans on the road. I'm taking the Texans and I don't necessarily think this is going to be an upset. I just think the Texans bro after seeing Deshaun Watson break out of that sack and do what he did, this looks like a team that they got like a twinkle in their eye, like they want to go, like they really want to go. I'm taking the Texans on the road for sure. Now this other AFC matchup, I'm tell y'all something, it's cut dry for me. I need I get y'all, you feel me? I need I go into detail. Ravens and Titans. First of all, a lot of y'all probably a little too young to know this, but the Baltimore Ravens are known. For knocking Titans running backs out of playoff games. Eddie George. Chris Johnson. And I believe that the trend could follow this weekend with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry carried the ball 34 times last week. 
That will not happen on Saturday night. That's not happening. The Ravens got to hit him so hard that he don't want the ball 34 times. Baltimore got to they got to hit that boy, man. They got they got to be physical. Got to be physical, of course. Um but like bro, this is the most dynamic offense the Titans have seen. Uh even with with or without Mark Ingram still very dangerous. Gus Edwards in the backfield. Um Lamar is Lamar. And this defense is top five in all categories, man. And this this is the best offense in the league. All I can say for the Titans is good luck and God be with you. I'm taking the Ravens at home, and it's going to be good. It, it's going to be ugly. This is not the New England Patriots, bro. This is the Baltimore Ravens at home. Big trust. Stop playing with them boys, man. Stop playing with them boys. Uh, let's get to the NFC th- NFC side of things. Same sentiment for the for the Vikings, man. I I just I just cannot see cousin Kirk and them going out there to San Francisco. I mean, excuse me, to Santa Clara. But something in my soul is telling me to pick the Vikings, so I'm picking the Vikings. <laughs> but I I know seriously, man. Uh this is the farthest we've seen cousin Kirk get in the playoffs. He got his first, you know, this is this is it for him. It's as far as he's gotten. Uh, Jimmy G's first playoff start. This is going to be crazy, man. They're, but they are playing a much better defense this week than they did last week. Dalvin Cook has to do the same thing again and get more involved in the passing game. They got to try to make some things happen with Diggs. Thielen's dealing with the ankle thing. But, bro, I don't know, man. Maybe this Vikings team... Can do it I mean The Falcons walked out there And did it Why can't the Vikings Man Why can't the Vikings I'm taking the Vikings On the road for the upset Once again And of course man The main event The one that, the one I'm waiting for Sunday night Green Bay And Seattle Bro There's so much history Between these two Two teams Especially in the playoffs Man Outside of the 2014 When you can go all the way back To 04 I mean like Bro it's going to be a good game, man. Uh, the Green Bay is 8-0 in the past matchups against this team. Uh, overall, 9-1 at Lambeau. Uh, last time Russell was there, he threw five picks. Um, he's not that good in the cold. Um, this, this Seahawks team, bro, they can't run the ball. They, their offensive line is, is kind of suspect. It's very suspect. Their defense is suspect. Packers are coming off a bye. They're healthy. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, seventeen. Lazard, Gmo, twelve is twelve. I haven't seen twelve this focus, bro. He 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 wants this so bad. And you guys, you know, people. I, this is why the episode is called the Last Gunslinger. By the way, he's thirty six years old. He's the oldest quarterback left in the playoffs, and. This season, he hasn't had to do everything like he has done in the pla- in the past. It's the most complete team he's had since the Super Bowl run of 2010. So, he is indeed the last gunslinger. And he said it himself. He thinks about it all the time. And he, at this point in his career, he's not worried about stats. He wants rings. You know, another championship is big for him. So, I'm taking the Packers at home. Period, Pooh. <laughs> no, I'm taking the Packers at home. It's gonna be a good game, though. But I'm taking Green Bay at home. Um, what else we got going on tonight? We got Clarissa Shields. If you don't know who Clarissa Shields is, she's the undisputed women cha- women's champion, aka the quote, uh, 24 years old out of Flint, Michigan. Very, very outspoken. 
Uh, she's called out Amanda Nunes. Um, this fight got canceled because of something that happened at I think it was a press conference or the weigh-in. So that's fight that's tonight. Uh, support women's boxing, man. Of course, we got the LSU Clemson championship on Monday. Like I said, um, hold on, what did I? Because I don't know. Let's let's just revisit what I said about that, and then I get y'all out of here, man. Um, we'll be at, we'll be at, we'll be at. Dude, dude, oh yeah, um. This is, you know, Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Barrow. Uh, Trevor Lawrence comes into this game 3,431 yards, 36 touchdowns, 8 picks in a regular season. Joe Barrow, on the other hand, breaking all types of records, man. In the cha- in the, uh, the game two weeks ago as well, but 500, wow, 500, 5,208 yards, 55 TDs, and 6 picks. Um, my X Factor is for LSU. X Factor for LSU is Clyde Edmonds, man. He he's a big boy, bro. He, he's a grown man when he runs that football. I saw that when they played Bama, and uh, beat him. Uh, he wasn't one hundred percent against Oklahoma, but they said he should be a, a go on Monday night. You know, he's he's been resting. He's a very physical running man. I'm I'm that's that's who we need to watch out for outside of the quarterbacks. Uh, same thing for Clemson. Their running back uh, Travis Etten, who has scored uh, a touchdown, rushing touchdown, in eight straight games. Um, I think this is going to be a shootout. I think these these both teams are firepower, fire high power offenses. Is it going to come down to which defense can make a play first? To be honest, and I'm excited to see it, man. I really am. I'll be watching that Monday, not Raw. Will not be watching Monday Night Raw. Look, man, it's gotten to the point, bro. I'm just watching NXT now. Like I haven't like NXT has me hooked for real, for real every week. SmackDown, eh? but. Raw, hell no. Hell no. No, sir. Not me. They better do something, man. WWE better do something. But um, I think that's all I have for you. Um, I did. Let's see what else happened this week. I enjoyed Jimmy Butler. I love what he's what they're doing down there in Miami, man. Y'all know I'm a Heat fan. I love what's going on in Miami. The boys in second place. I'm playing with the boys. I told y'all, bro. I told y'all, watch out for the Heat. I said they were not going to be slouches this year. Y'all didn't want to listen to me. Y'all didn't want to listen to me. That young core down there, bro, they are serious. Um, but, yeah, man, this is this has been a great episode, by the way. I, if you follow me on social media, you guys know I said this might have been 60, 60 plus. But 10 minutes shy of that. That ain't too shabby. Cool little, you know, cool little episode, man. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed speaking to you guys this week. Um, I should be back early next week. I'm not sure, you know, whether it's going to be Monday or Tuesday. You know, I'll let you know, depending on how this weekend goes and how my week goes. Um, yeah, man, enjoy the games this weekend. If your team plays this weekend, good luck to your team. Unless you're a Seahawks fan, um, good luck to Baltimore. Big trust. They got the salt, the salt pile down there on um, 95 South, man. The big trust, that's crazy. Uh, go Baltimore Ravens, you know, it's the home team. Uh, let's see. Yeah, go Pack Go, man, period, man. As simple as that. Uh, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Shout out to all the listeners, subscribers. Make sure you continue to follow me at Electrify. Well, wow. Follow me at Eric Lyons TV on Twitter. Uh, I'm very entertaining on Twitter. I just don't talk about sports on Twitter. I'm very entertaining. Um, follow the Electrified Pod Twitter and Instagram pages uh, for updates and drops and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, man, thank you guys. Appreciate you guys. Much love, man. Enjoy this football weekend. And if you go out and watch the games, if you're you know having any alcohol this weekend, do not drive. Be safe. Think about yourself and others if you get on the road. 
Um, and if there's any weather inclement weather your way this weekend, be safe. God bless. And uh, for the 82nd time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.